confession time. I'm 48 years old. I've been married for around 21 years, have two kids, I've worked for the same organization for 20 years, I've owned a house, successfully lived in five different nations, and yet, somehow, somehow, I just don't feel like an adult. Somehow in my head, I'm still like 23. Routinely, I meet people who seem to be really old and mature, to, who carry themselves with a weight or authority that I hope to achieve someday, only to find out that they're like a decade younger than me, which really hacks me off. I mean, I am less than two years away from the senior discount at Turkish cinemas, but I still feel like I should get the student one. It just feels like I haven't reached some state of awareness that everyone else my age has. It's as if sometime, like at the end of college or something, there was a meeting that I missed where they gathered all the seniors and initiated everyone into adulthood and gave them their grown-up card. Here's how you be an adult, they said. And then they explained, I don't know, here's how you care about golf. Here's how you talk about boring stuff with strangers while wearing uncomfortable clothes and consider that a party. Here's what equity means, and here is who or what Dow Jones is. Uh, this is how you stop liking new music, and here's how you really get into, like, I don't know, Michael Buble or John Mayer or whatever. Here is how, with an affection usually reserved for grandchildren, you talk about and devote yourself to coffee, while ignoring the plain truth that you have an addiction. The meeting goes on. Here's how you hear someone mention the planet Uranus without even snickering. Speaking of which, this is the specific location and function of the colon. I mean, I, I know the general area, but in this particular case, close enough doesn't seem like it would be good enough, you know? But anyway, the meeting ends, and then everyone gets their adult card. But only I missed that meeting. Probably because, well, I'm sure most of you are thinking, you were probably out on a hot date. And you'd be right. I'd been out late the night before on a date, because uh, that's definitely what I did in college. And by date, I obviously mean staying up all night eating candied cigarettes bought from Diamond Shamrock under the highway overpass and watching Wayne's World again with guys on my hall. You know, a date. The point is, I slept through the grown-ups meeting, and now here I am, not quite there yet. And the main way this plays out for me is that I find it really, really difficult to stay serious about anything for more than a minute or two. Now, for the most part, this lack of seriousness doesn't really make much difference. I get through life. I make people laugh. If I'm missing something, I don't know what I'm missing. It's all good. But sometimes it can get me into trouble. When I was about 31, I almost lost my right to any claim to adulthood once and for all. I was working at the time as a videographer for an NGO that did relief work all around the world. And these are very good and serious and committed people, and this particular incident took place when I was sent, with a small group of others, to a part of the world that had just been devastated by a particular natural disaster. Thousands dead. I was on the ground less than one month after it happened, and the entire country was still in shock. I traveled there with the global director of our organization. He oversaw all international work. 
And with us was a retired professional counselor who had flown over to do trauma counseling, a woman of gravitas and wisdom. And waiting for us there was the project leader for this particular effort. So it was the three of these professionals, these big shots, and me with my camcorder. On the very first day we were there, literally after traveling for over 24 hours, we basically went straight into a meeting with the brother of the nation's leader. So this is a powerful individual. And he showed us photo albums, those kind with the plastic sleeves that you slide your four by six vacation shots into. Only these were filled with pictures of unidentified corpses. That was one way to deal with jet lag. So on the fourth day, we went into a meeting with some local church leaders to see how they were doing and find out if we could be of any help. These four men arrive and the meeting starts. Immediately, despite the gravity of what's happening, the burden that they're sharing with us about their desire to be a help to their traumatized people, I am distracted by one thing. One of the local pastors has, well, he has what appears to be a third arm made of hair coming out of his ear. He has an ear hair arm. Now hear me out, I am not exaggerating. The hair came down to just an inch or so above his shoulder. And I'm not talking about a rogue strand here. This you could describe as tufts, clumps of hair winding, cascading, a flowing waterfall or ear hair fall from ear to almost shoulder. Now there's no judgment. I'm in my 40s. I get it. I know that the hair that was once on my head has decided to migrate southward, some to my ears, but most to my nose. I get it. It's tired from always growing upward and has decided to go with gravity. So no judgment. Still, I looked at this man and I thought, on belay. Now the meeting goes on and no, 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 no. I don't think you really get it. Like this guy, had he wanted to, he could easily have had it braided. No problem. It, it was like a single nappy dreadlock coming from the ear of some sort of Rastafarian? Rastafarian? Hmm. Apologies for that. You could brush it. So anyway, the meeting goes on. And yet I am totally distracted by this, this thing. I'm filming around the room and I'm trying to pretend I don't notice it, but it's like one of those paintings where no matter where I stand in the room, the ear hair is following me. And I start thinking, how? How did this happen? Like, why does he keep this thing? Why not, I don't know, trim it back a little? Well, there's really only a couple of options that I can think of. Option one, he doesn't know it's there. Like, maybe he's just really busy and he's moved into a new house and Mirror was way down the list of stuff that they needed and they'll get to it someday. But meanwhile, his ear hair, I, I don't know. I just kind of picture that one day shortly after this, he's at a mall or something and he sees himself in the public toilet mirror. His eyes widen. He clumsily feels for the ear hair snake he sees coming out of his head. And he goes to his friends afterward. and He's like, why don't you guys tell me? Why didn't you guys say something? And they're all, we, we wanted to, but we were scared. We were scared of it. We were scared that if we told on it, it would come after us. We've been trying to f find a good exorcist. Oh, double apologies there. Sorry. So maybe, maybe he didn't know. 
But option two is that this guy does know and he just doesn't care. This is the most secure dude on the planet. He is just doing him and he loves it, ear, hair and all. And if that's true, if he's that fearless, if the ear, hair cascade is a choice, well then that's kind of cool. Security is attractive. I bet if you went back there a couple years later, back to his area, that everyone in town would be rocking the earlobe ponytail. Earlobe Ponytail, by the way, is a great band. Check them out next time you're in Austin, Texas. They often play the legendary Stubbs Barbecue Zally uh, behind the dumpsters. Anyway, we make it through the meeting. The rest of my team are listening to these pastors, praying with them, very serious, very intent. And I feel like an immature little kid. There's all this mess, all this tragedy in this country, all this need. And I can't get past some ear hair. Some massive, massive ear hair. Well, we pack up our things. We leave the meeting. I'm feeling guilty. We get a few meters out the door. And our global director glances around him and says, Did you guys see that dude's ear hair? I couldn't think of anything else that entire meeting. So the lesson here, the moral, is obvious. Ear hair is disgusting. No, no, no. The real moral is that I may not really be an adult, but neither is anybody else. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed that story, and thank you for tuning in to the second week of Stories and Stuff with John. Now, I know that last week uh, I promised that there would be interviews and other people on the podcast um, that we do listener feedback. In fact, I asked a question of the week, which is what's been making you laugh or bringing you joy lately and gave you the email address stories and stuff with John at gmail.com to write into. And I don't have any of that ready. And part of the reason I don't have it ready is that I'm still getting used to all the software and formatting here, but also I just haven't told anybody that I even released the first one. So no one's listened to it because I haven't told anybody. Um, so I don't have any feedback yet, but we're going to keep that same question. What's been making you laugh recently? Because it's a time where we need to laugh. I'll tell you one of mine. Um, there was a sketch that was on SNL a few weeks ago that, you know, we don't normally watch this, um, but I'd read about this one and it sounded clean and funny. And it was uh, the, the Angelo sketch about this lounge singer with Daniel Craig. Um, and my family and I have been laughing about that for the last two weeks. We do imitations pretty frequently. So if you haven't seen the Angelo sketch, I highly recommend it. Now, one thing I want to do with this segment outside the stories that I uh, tell you is just kind of share anything that's been going on in my mind or things that have been interesting to me lately. And I'll just say it's been an interesting weekend. Uh, last night, I took my son to a concert here in town. Um, Antoine Bradford, The Grey Havens, and John Mark McMillan were playing. And at one point during the show, it was a great show, by the way, if you have a chance to see any of those artists live, you should take it. Um, they were all three fantastic. But at one part of the show, John Mark McMillan read a letter to himself from his future self. And the, a lot of the letter was just talking about what a miracle it is that we even exist what the odds are of us existing in this time, in this place, 
and what a miracle that is and how often we take it for granted. It was just a challenge for him and for all of us to remember what a gift each day is and what a gift each human being is. And then today, um, I went to a funeral. A girl, Kara, who had spent some time with us in Sheffield overseas when we lived there. She'd come for a long stretch of a, a longer internship, um, had, had died, and so I went to her funeral today um, and just reminded again how much I take for granted. And when I don't remember who I am, and what I was made for, and why I'm here, how much time I waste, man, how many days I waste. And it kind of reminded me of when my grandfather died and I went to his funeral in Dallas and they had a time where people could get up and share stories about his life. And he wasn't really famous or powerful in any, in any way, but lots of people came forward to share stories of how he'd helped them, you know, a gift of money when they were first starting out or marriage counseling when they were having an argument or this or that. And as I drove back that evening, it was one of the times where I felt like God spoke to me pretty clearly. And he said, your grandfather, his life was great because he made each day great. His life was great because he made each day great. And I just want to remind us, today's a gift. We don't know if we have tomorrow. Don't waste it. That doesn't mean you have to live super busy or do a bunch of crazy stuff. Just appreciate what's in front of you, the people that are in front of you, the time that's given you. I feel like I'll get in a lot less uh, arguments on social media if I remember that lesson. Anyway, that's it. We'll have another episode for you in a week or so. I hope you're enjoying these stories. If you have any feedback, again, storiesandstuffwithjohn at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening.